and welcome back to another episode of the Nothing To Do Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy, and today we have another very special guest in the building today in NTD Studios slash my living room. Um, for some reason, I feel like she always seems to be a part of something really cool going on in Providence. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for uh, Katerina Maina. I should have asked you this. <laughs> give it up for Katerina <laughs> Maina. I call you Kat. I should have asked you how to pronounce your name before we started recording. But uh, uh, Yeah, Katerina Maina. Maina, Maina, yeah. Katerina Maina. <laughs> thanks for having me. Of course, and thanks for being on. Um, yeah, I feel like I've been following you on Instagram for like a little bit now, a couple of years, and you're doing a lot of really cool stuff here in Providence. And I feel like you really are like, I feel like you've been have in the center or around like the proximity of something really cool going on. Um, I know you work at uh, Revival right now. Are you still at Revival? No, so I actually okay. left in August. Okay, cool, year, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, do you did you just work there? Or did you like have a hand in like curating anything there? Or like, I'm curious because I feel like I saw you there once and like you were very much like, like you seemed like in control of the space and like you were like I don't know if you were a manager there, but it seemed like you had you had a hand in this, and maybe that's just like what I um like what I what came across for me. Um, no, I was just a bartender, but okay, I mean. So I got the job actually because I was friends with Jabron, and shout out um, Jabron again. We yeah. just another shout out for for Jabron um, again. And he knew I was bartending um, at this other bar in Central Falls, and was like, "You need to come to Revival." Like he knew I was into the arts and all that. Yeah, yeah. And he just knew it was gonna be like a good space for me, and it really was because um, working at Revival definitely introduced me to a lot of amazing creatives in providence and yeah. all the events that jabron would put on were fantastic like yeah poetry night and all those things like it was amazing and um it also allowed me to have like a couple events there too so i was able to oh, have word. um uh exhibition at revival um when i had this kind of exhibition group gallery called co-arts gallery mm -hmm. um that's on a little bit of a pause right now but um yeah we were hosting exhibitions and putting out calls for arts for artists and we had one at revival that was actually by coastal so it was happening mm -hmm. at revival of east coast artists and then nice. we were also having one in seattle washington that was all west coast artists okay and uh that was really fun just having pe people's art in the space um mm -hmm. and then later that summer I also hosted a art market pop-up exhibition with this mm -hmm. group El Salon from Worcester. Okay, yeah. And yeah. what do they do? They they do similar things. They do they're really into the culture and arts in Worcester and trying to promote um, the local arts and they're doing amazing things in Worcester. They're really yeah. making like a big name for themselves and yeah, doing great things. So it was it was amazing to work for them work with them um mm -hmm. they're like really close friends with me and we put on an art market that was amazing um mm -hmm. all the artists and vendors were great we had a fun time just outside in revival yeah just in the sun listening to music i had a polaroid booth because um, i would do art markets for anti-robot club a lot mm -hmm. um and do a polaroid booth there just as like a way to kind of 
separate myself from just the other like just like a photography selling mm-hmm. my prints and yeah. stuff like i kind of wanted it me- to be a little bit more interactive and so i had that at this um art market and yeah it was a great time that's dope that's dope um and it's really cool because Revival was like, because I lived in New York for, I grew up, I was born and raised here. Mm-hmm. I lived in New York for like four years. And before like I left New York, like there wasn't really that, that see, this scene that's like this art scene that's sort of popping up. Um, and like, I feel like Providence has been getting like really hip, like in the last like three, four years, five years. Um and Revival was, like, my first experience. I went to, when was the first time I went to Revival? I think I went for, I think it was, like, two years ago. I went, there was, like, an open mic outdoors, like, in, in August. I don't I don't know. And it was, like, really cool to see, um, like, Providence artists, like, R&B singers, musicians, rappers up there. And it's, like, it was, like, really inspiring. And, like, I'm, like, I'm, I'm, like, starting to see, I'm, like, exploring Providence in a new light now. Because I very much had, like, you know, the small town mentality in terms of what I think of Providence, which is why I wanted to leave so bad. Mm -hmm. And now I'm, like, settling in here and, like, finding, uh, like, a new home within my home, so to to speak, I guess. Um, How long have you been in Providence now? Um, So I moved back to Rhode Island in 2020 and moved to Providence. Um, I'm from Rhode Island, but I grew up in North Kingstown. Okay. Um, but then I went to school in Boston at Mass Art. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like every Rhode Islander, you right, right. get out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then graduated during the pandemic, um, came back to Providence because um, my friends from high school were getting an apartment here, and I was like, I don't want to stay in Boston, really. Yeah. Um, wanted to go back home. And, yeah, I mean, I... From the moment I stepped into Providence, I, I loved it. Um, and I think 2020 was, like, a big game changer in Providence. That's, like, t- towards the end is when I kind of started to see, like, a really big push for, like, local art. Yeah, 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 um, definitely. And that's when I started to kind of push myself into making connections and networking and growing a community of artists mm-hmm. here in Providence because – during COVID, there wasn't that for artists. Like, right. we weren't able to go to exhibitions. There was no galleries, museums open. Events were, like, limited or, like, yeah. not really happening. Um, so there was, like, a standstill for artists in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And once that started opening up, I was, like, diving headfirst. And it kind of started with art markets. Just, like, one, to make money because, you know, I needed money. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, and I had all these prints and work from school that were just stuffed under in boxes under my bed so i was like Mm -hmm. i need to do something and yeah the the art markets definitely also um kind of started to get me into this community and just like going out and seeing everything in providence it's been growing a lot yeah yeah um and and it's funny you say the pandemic because i feel like the pandemic gave birth to to a lot of especially like people our age it gave birth to like new hobbies and new passions and new callings like i mean how long have you you been doing photography now this is where this is we we have back-to-back weeks with really dope photographers here on the nothing to do podcast um did was it like uh when you start like did you dive in head first with the photography because of the pandemic or is this something like i know you said the thing is that this show was born it wasn't born out of the pandemic but it was actually like I think that we recorded the first episode 
like a week before like everything shut down and then like for the you know the months to come we were just like you know i had a co-host too and we were just talking about like you know how long this is gonna last and it was like the big umbrella like a big cloud sort of over not the show in a way but like you know it's how, like something that we can't avoid talking about but uh I was grateful for it in the sense that, like, it really, like, gave me the time and space to just, like, focus on this. Do you say that the pandemic, like, looking back on it now, was sort of like that for you as well, in a way? I don't know. So, I mean, I started photography in high school. Um, my high school had a dark room. So, mm -hmm. um, I mean, I've always been into the arts. My mom um, wanted to be an opera singer, so she kind of – and she was <laughs> – in the arts in Providence and everything, so we were going to. She had she was a part of Opera Providence, so we were going to like PPAC and mm -hmm. Trinity and all those things, and um, so she definitely instilled like kind of the art in me. And then my dad also he had a, like a hobby and love for photography in a way. Like yeah, um, he would tell us stories of his travels and bringing his camera and. Um, but then when taking the darkroom class in my high school was kind of when I really fell in love with photography. Like yeah. I always liked it, but, um, and knew I wanted to do art, but that was when I was like, okay, I want to go to school for photography. Yeah, yeah. And so that's what I ended up doing. I ended up going to Mass College of Art and Design, majoring in photography. Mm -hmm. And so, and that was an amazing experience. Um, all my professors were super helpful and it, really shifted the way I made photography. Like, I went in thinking I was going to be photojournalist, street photographer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I came out being, like, the opposite, like, fine art, like, portraiture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, some of my work has a little bit of um, documentary style into it, but, like, definitely heavy fine art. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But when I graduated and came back during the pandemic, I honestly, like, that was the first year I just kind of did nothing. Cause okay, yeah. School really like burns you out. You're right. putting out work every single week, like constantly making work and constantly making projects. Mm -hmm. So when I graduated, I didn't really even touch my camera for like a good portion of the year. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was just, I did actually pick up painting a bit because I did love to paint mm -hmm. growing up. Yeah. Um, so I was doing a little bit more of that because that just felt a little bit more casual and mm -hmm. um, fluid. Um, but yeah, and then I got myself a little point and shoot 35 millimeter because I realized I'm like, I'm not making any images right now. Right. So I just started like taking that around with me, photographing my friends mm -hmm. when we'd go out just day to day. And that kind of started to get me back into um, making pictures. And yeah, and, this, and then I kind of started a, a project that's like been ongoing, um, picking it up here and there. But yeah, yeah I don't know if the... The pandemic really like pushed me. I th I think the only thing that it brought out was um, co arts because I was just mm -hmm. kind of missing that community, right? And just and that and it pushed me to kind of start that gallery space. Yeah, but now I feel like yeah, and and you know you you've been doing you've been you've had your hand in a lot of things recently, and I feel like you've been like ramping up in a way, in terms of like the work you're putting out and the things that you're working on. Um, your four by four by five junkie page. It's awesome. Um, I saw that. I saw that. Um, you were doing some shoots these past couple weeks. Um, can like tell me some like tell me a little bit more about that. Like I and I noticed. I know you're you're like curating a gallery or helping curate a gallery for like mm -hmm. golf house, which is really dope. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, just I I'd love to know more about that. Yes, yeah, so the the photo shoot that I was doing um, was with Trinity Rep for their production of mm-hmm. the Inferior Sex. Uh-huh. So it was actually through the Vanta Guild, um, Jonathan Pitts Wiley and um, Malane. Like they brought me and five other photographers on um, women photographers mm-hmm. to make '70s inspired fashion shoots mm-hmm. um, for this production and. It was my first time kind of diving into commercial. Like I've I've done like portraits for people and stuff like that, but recently I've kind of started to go more into the commercial side of stuff, like mm-hmm. um, advertising to do portraits for people right. and studio shoots and all that. So this was like a big thing, and it was it was an amazing experience. My first time mm-hmm. truly using like a studio space, getting um, people to model and directing people in that way. Um, and it was really fun and I loved the experience and then to see them, see my images live in a play. Yeah. Even cooler. Yeah. Um, and how like they kind of use the photographs in the, the play was awesome. And then this call for art that I, I'm doing, um, I'm curating a young artist show mm-hmm. of New England artists for Nick Paturic in this, um, Fisher Goff House mm-hmm. in Pawtucket. So it used to be like, I think like an old chil- the old children's museum in Pawtucket or something like that. Yeah. Um, it's a beautiful building and he's been doing a lot of really cool exhibitions. Um, and he has these containers in his backyard, courtyard, um, like shipping containers mm-hmm. that he does exhibitions with. And I've been helping him out with some of his exhibitions just as like an assistant um, for the events for the past year or so. And then he came to me asking if I could help curate a young artist show for him. And I was definitely on board cause I'm, yeah, I really love to kind of bring young artists into like new spaces. And there's a lot of great connections that he has. And yeah. I really want young artists to be able to have access to that. Mm-hmm. That's dope. Um, yeah, it sounds like that's like really exciting when like you're I feel like from what it sounds like it's it seems like a lot of your work now there's like a lot of you're re, you're starting to reap some benefits from it in terms of like actually making a next step and like, you know, shooting for for Trinity Rep shooting for this play. You know, now you're like working with with Golf House and this gallery like how does that how do you um cuz I'm I'm not this show's not there yet. It will be there, and I'm like, I'm like manifesting it somehow, <laughs> just by having people. But like, and it'll be there one day. But um, I don't know. I feel like that's really exciting. Like, how do you also manage that? Like, I guess, like, I don't want to say emotionally, but like, it's like, are you having like, okay, it, like my okay, it's a happening moment in 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 a way, sort of. Is this like? I don't know if that makes any sense. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I mean, a little bit. Um, I definitely try not to take everything for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I've been definitely having, like, this moment where, because I, I keep on getting, like, people reaching out from out to me for portraits yeah. and these exhibitions and opportunities, and I'm just like, okay, mm-hmm. things kind of are starting to pick up, and it's, it's right. stressful, honestly. Yeah. Like, um in march i had like so many things back to back like i had a couple exhibitions that i was getting ready for and then the trinity rep shoot so i had like everything like every weekend i was just doing something yeah (laughs) 
and it was hectic and definitely stressful and I was tired but and I, at some points I'm like do I even want all this work to, yeah but I was just I'm like no you you wanted this you've been like manifesting this like sure yeah 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 wanting this for so long so it's like you just gotta push through it yeah that's like another thing too I feel like and I talk I and I get really meta about this show on the show and I say it all the time but I also wanted to ask you and like this is a conversation I like having with people that are like pursuing like whether they're artists or just pursuing a passion whatever it may be it's like how do you get um how do you get yourself out of those creative ruts in a sense like how do you find inspiration when you feel like you don't have inspiration because I, I i go through that all the time with the show too and it's like and you get to a point you get to a point where it's just like all right like why why am i doing this like this isn't even like like obviously this isn't in pain this is strictly a hobby right now mm-hmm. and i talk about this all the time in terms of like oh i don't i don't want to do this to get famous or blah blah, blah. and i think it's true in the sense that like I don't, but like I definitely want to see, like I'm starting to like. Basically, what I'm trying to say is that I'm I'm full of shit <laughs> because like, like I although if nothing ever comes of this, then like I still have fun doing it. But I do find myself at times just like really uninspired, mm-hmm. really struggling to 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 like record the next episode or like just like just unmotivated. Um, like, I don't wonder how often you deal with that and like what you do to get yourself out of that. Cause I feel like even with anything you pursue, it's like, there's always, you're always going to have that and it's recognizing and it's like part of the journey, but it's like, I don't, I don't know how you sort of, how do you manage that for, for on, like personally for you? So yeah, I definitely deal with that a lot. Um, I actually started a blog like in January and the emerging eye, I saw that, yeah. and there is a blog post. I, I was gonna like transition. Yeah, I was like gonna. <laughs> I saw the post. I didn't read it because I wanted to talk to you about. I just wanted to have the conversation with you about it. Yeah, so I I wrote um a little post about that, and and it also was kind of in response to write to doing this blog because I I kind of am feeling like the same thing. Like mm. you start something, you feel so excited about it, and yeah. you want to start creating this like community to like that reads your stuff and engages with it. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, for like everything it's, it's can be slow in the beginning and it's a little right. discouraging, like, right. Like in the beginning to kind of see that, like you almost, I, I'm in, I get this mentality. I like, I want to do, I do something and I want it to be like instant. <laughs> right. Like that. you want um, it to be perfect. <laughs> or you want it to just like see, you want it to like yeah. see the benefits right away. Like, yeah, or which, whatever I it may mean, be. Yeah. Never really happens. And I think the, the, right. uh, biggest part of it is like continuing even when you don't see that right away mm-hmm. um which i've i've been doing and i've I, I did start getting this like creative block especially with my with my blogs like i took the month of april off um to kind of just relax a bit and mm-hmm. um that's important too yeah 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 and so like i do talk about in that um blog post about creative block like there's like many things like one is just just spending like like you procrastinate so much and you're like oh, i'll do this tomorrow mm. i'll do this tomorrow but just starting like just being like okay i'm gonna just do 15 minutes like working mm. on this for like 15 minutes that's all i need like 15 minutes mm. out of my day and then you may just do the 15 minutes or you may end up spending like an hour or two hours right and you may start getting like 
the creative juices flowing or just like going out and not expecting it to be perfect. Like I think a lot of times as artists, we like whether it's photographs, painting, music, mm-hmm. podcasts, you want yeah. everything to be kind of perfect right when you right. are like doing it. And if you just let that go, like let the perfectionism go and you just kind of create without any expectation of it being good or bad. Right. Um, that something either great could come out of it or maybe something bad comes out of it and you're mm-hmm. but it just like pushes you to kind of do something next. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That's a big one. It's um, it's like getting like yeah, wanting everything to be perfect and like getting out of your own head, like being being present with whatever you're like pursuing is like super like important. And it's like a, something that's easily said and it sounds easy to do, but when you like have so much, like you have expectations, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just like you know that the why you shoot, you know, why you do photography, why I do this podcast or why someone might make music. They do it because they love to do it. And I feel like there there is like that conflict, sort of that duality of just like, like, damn, am I doing this for the wrong reasons? Am I doing this because I love this? Um, if And like, and it's okay not to feel like you love it every single day while you're doing it. Um so yeah, that's interesting. I mean, like I've done a bunch of different shit, and like I mean, I I I got to a point this year with the show where it's like I literally just do it standing up because it like you know. So I like I'm always like trying. I always try new things, like at least with this. So it's like, so yeah. But I think I I think what I remind myself is just, like I think the fact that I'm making the effort to, you know, switch it up like reminds me that I do love to do this. Yeah. Um. But also, like you said, too, it's like, uh, I think living your life, just in t- in stepping away from it is really important, too, because um, you can get burned out. And I think, like, there's a time to grind, and then there's a time to, like, rest in a way. And I feel like we definitely glorify the grind, like, in a lot of ways. But it's just, like, sometimes you just need to, like, live life and then, like, and your inspiration will come. And I've and I've done that a couple times too where I was just like, I'm not going to record for like three months or a month or whatever it may be. And then I'll come back. Because I mean, at the end of the day, like I'm just like, you know, it's like I, I come here and just like talk a lot of bullshit <laughs> like sometimes. And so, yeah, I mean like, but yeah, like that, that's really important. Um, do you ever feel like, what have you, do you feel like, especially now being, now that you've, you know, your opportunities are coming more your way and, like, you've, you've been sticking with this for, like, a while now. Like, do you, like, what have you, like, is there anything that you've, looking back now, it's, like, oh, that you've learned about yourself through pursuing this in a way? Um, I don't have patience. I think that's the, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I think that's yeah, the yeah. biggest one. I, I, which I'm working on, like, a lot. Like, I'm trying to be patient with just, yeah, like, the outcomes with the, with the reward which i mean mm-hmm. I, i've definitely felt the reward um i don't want to take that for granted but it's like yeah mm-hmm. the patience of just like okay like when is it gonna get when is this gonna like roll and like yeah people are gonna like engage with it and um i think more so i felt that with like the blog like i've been trying like having patience with that um because mm-hmm. it's new for me and 
I'm still trying to like figure it out. Like, um, I will say that's, I guess that that is where you and I differ maybe and correct me if I'm wrong. Cause like, this is, cause the thing is I'm a, t- I'm a teacher. So, and I'm getting my, I'm getting my MAT right now at Rick, but I teach full time. So like, I'm not necessarily looking for this shit. Like, I think it would be great. And I would love that for this show for like it to provide like, you know, income or like whatever, maybe put a food on the table. I don't know if like if you're pursuing like you're pursuing art in that way or if it's more like like especially more like actively now. Um, so I guess that's where it differs. I think that I, I don't deal with that patience or that, that lack of patience for this show in that way because I'm not like looking for it to like provide me something yet at least i would love it to and i i said on the show a bunch of times like oh no like i'm cool like, i'm just but like i'm full of shit i definitely want like the show to like fucking pop off you know <laughs> but I, I is that i mean do you feel that is is i think i'm i mean I, yeah i would love for it to make money like i've started doing like some little like affiliate marketing with the blog like right yeah um stuff like that but more so i want to i'd rather have like a community that like engages with it versus just sure like just making income like right right okay being able to like sure converse and talk to people and yeah, um, so yeah, I yeah. Don't know, maybe, like that hopefully will i think i think it has partially happened i think just um because i instagram is definitely like where like i found like more of like the, my community and people who like engage with stuff mm-hmm. um it's just like bringing them onto the website. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes, that makes sense too. Uh, tell me about, so first time ever a guest brings, a, a brings a decoration. I don't want to even call it decoration cause you actually, sh- you shoot with this, right? Yeah. That's my main camera. Tell me how, like this, I, how does this work? Tell, like, tell me about it. Um, does it have um, a name? Like, n- like, did you give it a name? Um, <laughs> no, I, haven't. No, I actually kidding. haven't given yeah. it a name. Um, but but it is a girl. That's all I know. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, so don't misgender this camera. <laughs> Go ahead. So it's a large format four by five camera, and it takes um, sheet film. So like instead of like the typical film comes in like a roll, mm-hmm. it's basically just yeah like four by five inch sheets of film. Okay. That you um, slide in the back. Yeah. I don't know if that's yeah. Go for it. Okay, so the film goes back here. You like have a a film holder, so it's like Mm. this plastic holder that you can put one sheet on each side. Yeah, and you slide it in the back here, and then this lens here, the light comes in, and you use all these different knobs to focus Mm. and adjust the plane of the plane of view. Mm-hmm. So when you think of like a general like camera, um, it has just like one flat lens, kind of like if you like like this, like the lens is just flat like this. Um, so when you're focusing, you can only get one level of mm-hmm. focus, if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, whereas with this, you have all these different maneuvers that you can do, um, like. like tilting it forward like that so if i'm have like a landscape or something that i'm photographing um 
and I want to get like the foreground all the way to the background kind of mostly in focus. Yeah, yeah. There's no like perfect focus that you can get everything, but like all of that in focus, you can tilt and maneuver this the lens and the camera to match that plane of Mm -hmm. so like when you're looking at a landscape it's not flat like this Mm. it's tilted back like this yeah yeah, yeah. so you match you can match the lens to these to that um plane Mm. in order to get a more perfect focus and a lot more depth um in your image and this film and camera also just gets extreme like sharpness and detail yeah and you see everything in this in this glass here. So like mm-hmm. you see your image in this glass. Um, you have a like a dark cloth over mm-hmm. your head. So if you like think of like the old movies where it's right, like right, right, the right. camera, the guy throws the cloth over his head. That's kind of that's basically what I'm doing. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you see everything. in yeah, there. Point it to this camera right here. I don't know if the, <laughs> the crowd wants to see the, the, the two fans that I have want to see this. So, yeah. So you see all the images through here. Cool. Um, And. That's yeah, really dope. It's a lot more um, personal, it yeah. feels. It's a slow. It's a very mm-hmm. slow process um, because you're under this cloth um, adjusting all the movements and the yeah, focus yeah. and everything. So it, especially when I'm shooting portraits, it's um, it takes a lot more time. So mm-hmm. you start to... There's like a different relationship with you and the sitter or the um subject yeah um and it can be a lot more like collaborative in a way sometimes and just you can see more of them because it's a lot of times like when people see this it just it feels less of a camera in a way Mm -hmm. um because well one you're sitting there for so long so eventually you kind of Mm. just like relax yeah yeah um and then being able to show them kind of like what it looks like in the camera is like a big experience for them um and yeah i've done everything with this camera um traveled with it which was it looks really fragile though, i will say like i'm I'm nervous right now you just moving it back <laughs> is it like sturdier than it looks or like oh, like yeah it's very sturdy okay I've, right. um smacked this thing against rocks and stuff all right so, we're, good. we're good here we're good yeah it's, <laughs> it's definitely a sturdy yeah. camera i think i mean the only non-sturdy thing would probably be the lens but the camera yeah. itself is like pretty yeah pretty sturdy yeah. yeah have you been um following this uh this RISD these RISD strikes at all um i've i haven't like been fully fully following it but i've been like seeing everything sign the petition yeah yeah and promoting it as much as i can it's and pretty crazy it all around providence yeah but it looks like they just cleared it up i was in like RISD area the other day and it looks yeah. like none of the posters yeah it was really there for there two anymore. weeks i think they're like i think the unions went right back into i think they started like negotiating again which is i think that yeah which i think is why uh, they weren't there because i drove i remember driving by and i'm like drove by like two weeks ago and then i was like what's going on and then i i read about it and then it was like two weeks later and i drew and it was still just like roaring Mm -hmm. i was like oh holy shit and that's like what's it's kind of going uh but that's it's it's going for those of you who don't know what's going on basically rizd don't doesn't pay their workers um a fair wage they like i think they have like an average of like 15 an hour or something like that for their um uh for like their grounds workers and uh it's more like their their maintenance workers right yeah i think it's like custodians maintenance yeah and all that and I, I think i saw 
saw that it's like it's been like the wage has like kind of stayed the same for like so many years and hasn't mm-hmm. really like they haven't really gotten any raises yep. or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I I it was pretty awesome to kind of see like how they kind of took over the university, like yeah, covering it head to toe and all these posters and yeah, everything. It was, it was pretty awesome. It's Yeah, it's crazy to think. And it's like, and it's happening. I, I think that same thing was happening in like Parsons in New York. Like this is sort of like a big, and just like, you know, a reoccurring uh, theme and trend in terms of just like the wealth <laughs> in this country and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, it's it's cool. It's it's cool to see that we're fighting for it. I, I also bring that up. I, I've just through following you, at least, I feel like advocacy is a big part of your... I don't want to say identity, but like in terms of, you know, what you, mm-hmm. you know, what you, what you show and, and, and what you, you know, what you're passionate about. And it's just like, I don't know if you wanted to talk about that. I don't know if you're doing any advocacy work at all or like passively or actively. Um, and how do you, and I'm also curious in terms of how you feel about um, not, not being I'm trying to find the words for this because it's like it's easy to feel helpless, I guess, with a lot of this stuff. And like, but it's like also, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if you if you wanted to talk about just ad, like where you know advocacy in general, like where that is in your life and how you make like room and space for it. Yeah, I mean, I think it can be definitely hard so t- sometimes because there's. Uh, especially on social media, like you see so many things happening. Yeah, at, like all at once. And yeah, 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 can feel kind of overwhelming. Just like, like you, like what can I, like how can I do help with all of this? Right. Um. I mean, I'm definitely trying to focus like on like Rhode Island. Um. Mm-hmm. Like in well, in like 2020, through some like direct action groups that I was a part of. Um. We started a mutual aid uh, group that does drives in Kennedy Plaza, mm-hmm. and it started off as um, it started off as just like a holiday thing. Like we did one on Christmas, Thanksgiving, um, but then like when the New Year's hit in like 2021, we we were like decided that like like this needs to be more of a mm-hmm. reoccurring thing, mm-hmm. it's like. You, because everyone kind of, I think, like, around the holidays is like, oh, I need to, you know, right, donate, right. go do this, go to the, like, the soup kitchen or something like that. Mm. Like, they only, it's like, you think about it only really on the holidays, but, like, people need help other than the holidays. Yeah. Um, so, we started doing weekly drives in Kennedy Plaza, um, get people donating clothes, we try to have food. Mm. Um, That's dope. And... It was definitely like chaotic in the beginning. Um, we almost got kicked out of Kennedy Plaza actually one mm-hmm. day. Um, but but yeah, we've been it's been happening like every week for the most part. I mean, there's some like weekends weather permitting that like we like they haven't been able to go out. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't been able to go there in a bit, but um, we're still out there um, every. I think it's like every Saturday now, eleven to two. Mm-hmm. Um, handing out clothes, um, handing out like harm reduction kits, and mm-hmm. um, f- there's been food at everyone as well, and yeah, um, it's been great. Like 
kind of just seeing mm-hmm. how it's continued to like the momentum because there's so many times that we were just like burnt out because we yeah. would be like there for hours every single week mm-hmm. and um it would just get like really tiring like mm-hmm. i was working three almost four jobs at the time Damn. when i was doing it yeah, and yeah, yeah. spending my saturdays doing this and and yeah I w- it was it was definitely tiring but like we were able to like keep it going which has been pretty great um i'm trying to remember the the instagram because we have an instagram for it i think there there it's called wide awakes collective um mm-hmm. but there's two wide awakes collect um instagrams one is like not is like an old account um i'll have to get the new one but it's, it's yeah wide awakes collective yeah yeah i guess uh, yeah and that's dope and i don't know do you have any hand with uh i know because i know recently they've been opening up some community fridges which is been really mm-hmm. dope i don't know if you have any hand in that either but uh no or but f- oh yeah. yeah i've seen a lot of that around. yeah yeah which is dope i think and I, even in general i think i think it is best to to think small I, it's just easy to get like apathetic sometimes mm-hmm. when it comes to you know the, all the stuff that you see and just like chalk it up to life <laughs> you know um but then it's like i i just i'm I'm still trying to find, especially more with like, um, with, uh, you know, with race and, and, you know, the, like race issues here. And I work for like a private school and, and I've, uh, I'm a part of an affinity group, you know, for black and brown boys, um, for like middle schoolers, which is really cool. And it's, it's, it's frustrating, like, like hearing with the stuff that they deal with, you know, and like, especially for like, the school that it is um and so yeah i just don't know if like you yeah i don't i i don't know if you if you felt like that and it, it seems like you're more it, i think that um working like doing it for rhode island i think like starting small and like i think you do what you can right and it's like and i try to figure out on a date like what can i do today to help somebody or what can i do so i i don't know it's just it's something that was in the forefront of my mind most recently, and I was curious just because I know that you're vocal about a lot of stuff too. That like, I don't know how you you go about like, like what your thought process is on on how you help and whether you feel like you can or not. And it's like I don't know. It's frustrating for me sometimes dealing with mm-hmm. it, and sometimes I will admit that like I, maybe I don't think about it enough as I should. Um. But yeah, so it's I yeah I don't know if that makes any sense <laughs> to you, but yeah. Um, I mean, I try to do as much as I can. Right, right. Um, either like showing up to the protests or things that happen, or um, donating or just sharing the information to yeah. people. Um, but yeah, no, it it can it can be hard to like think like is what i'm doing even making like a difference sure yeah yeah but i mean it takes just one person and then another person and then another person and and like that's how it's things are gonna get done just people coming together because if no one does anything then nothing's gonna get done but if then one person does something and then someone else sees like oh that person's talking about this like i should do something too and Mm -hmm. um, yeah 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 yeah, just get like just getting people to come together Mm mm-hmm start to do something yeah that's yeah 
Um, I do have a couple questions for you. Mm-hmm. Um, some are light. Some could be a little, not heavier, but like maybe take a little thought. But we'll like, we'll um, start with the light stuff, I guess. And I never ask, I'll never ask a guest a question that I wouldn't answer myself. So if you want to throw it right back at me, feel free. <laughs> um, what was the last book you read, Kat? Um, so I'm, can it be like one I'm currently reading? Sure. Um, so I'm currently reading, um, this book called the creative, the creative way. Yeah. I mm. think, uh, I'm like blanking. Yeah. The creative way, um, by Rick Rubin. Okay. Um, and so far that's like an amazing book mm-hmm. and it's, I started reading that because I started to kind of feel a little bit uninspired and like yeah. lost and like is being an artist worth it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of. yeah. Um, and it talks a lot about like kind of what it means to be an artist and being creative and that it's not necessarily just like going out and like making something. It's mm-hmm. like how we live. Like we do creative things every day. Like we create the life that we have and yeah. Um, and it, kind of just brings all these topics into like really easy like philosophical thoughts and um so far it's been yeah it's a really good book <laughs> awesome the creative way by rick rubin yeah all right i might have to check that one out yeah. um what is a song artist or album that you can't stop listening to like right now at this like at this moment um i've been I've been listening to a lot of Frank Ocean recently. I got a little fun okay, from yeah, yeah. Even though he's getting some hate right now, but I heard it wasn't <laughs> a great performance. I heard he let him down. I've heard like mixed things. I don't know. Yeah. Like, um. I've I've like slowly eased back into some Frank Ocean recently too. Yeah. I fe- he was a little he's been, he was a little too heavy for me for a while, <laughs> like because I love obviously I love Blonde when it came out, but then it was just like all right, like I can't. I can't get into this bag and for a while. And, like, I just started listening. I was like, I started letting Frank Ocean back into my life. And he's fucking great. And I hope he drops something soon. Yeah. But, yeah, Frank Ocean's great. But I didn't hear, like, I heard. I don't know. How do you feel about that in terms of that I mean, performance? I guess. I don't know. I've been hearing, like, I mean, everything I've been seeing is online. So right. I yeah, me too. I really me even too. know, like, what someone's actually going through. But, I mean, I get it, like. They spend a lot of money. They want to see him. Like, if I went to Coachella, I would have, like, that was the only reason I would Right. Been, would be for, it was for yeah. Frank. And, um, I don't know, but I've been hearing things like, you know, like, his brother died in 2020. So right, yeah. Was, and they used to go to Coachella together, so it was probably, mm. like, an emotional experience for him. And he even talked about it a bit in during his set. Yeah. I've also seen, like, videos of, like, when he started, like, um, just like kind of lip syncing over his own tracks, like right? Yeah, I guess went down or something. I don't know, but yeah, um, yeah. I, don't I mean, know. I love Frank Ocean. <laughs> I just feel like so I, I feel like I would have been let down too, just because it's like, like mm-hmm. you, you know, you, you're not if, forget like the money aspect. Of course, the show is going to cost a lot of money, but it's just like I don't know. I feel like you have to show up for your friends, like you know, in a way, and like yeah. show that effort. And you feel I you you would think that he would he would have just like went super crazy because in a way I guess the show was dedicated for his brother because like he doesn't have anything to perform like he hasn't he hasn't really he's dropped singles here and there but like he hasn't dropped the body of work since 2016. Yeah. So so I could understand why fans would be like I definitely would I think I would have been frustrated I would have been like what the fuck is this 
I so think I, I would have been a little bit too. Yeah. Also because I guess like he came on an hour late. And he came but on like, an hour late. But I've he seen. He came on like, an hour late. I feel like every like yeah, every yeah. headliner. Like uh, I went to GovBall like a couple summers ago. Mm. Yeah. A couple summers ago. And. um, Who was headlining? Oh, I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting who the headliner was. Wow, I have a bad memory. <laughs> <laughs> all good, all good. But, but um, yeah, was it twenty one? No. If I had a producer, I would just tell him to be on it. They'll they'll, they'll bring up Why the info. I, I, like I'm <laughs> thinking it was twenty one, but I don't. I it could I could be totally wrong. Um, but whoever was the headliner on like the second night or something was I don't even think they showed up. They didn't even show up. I don't think so. Were you like there for the headliner? I was. I, was, I wasn't there for the headliner. Okay. But um, it was Billie Eilish. Twenty twenty one was ASAP Rocky, Billie Eilish, and Post Malone. I think they were, were the headliners. They were the. Headliners. Is it that one? No. It, maybe it was a different. Well, that was the one that I went to, but maybe it was a different artist okay. that like we were waiting for. Yeah, I don't know. But. <laughs> Anyways, I love you, Frank Ocean, but. From me looking at my phone <laughs> to your performance, you could have came harder. Mm. Um, but Frank Goshen, yeah, that's a good one. It, um, let's see. If you, okay. So I hate the question. It's like I can do whatever I want. However, if you were to wake up with like, say like $8,000 tomorrow, what do you think you would do with it? I feel like it's not, I feel like at least... I mean, I'm speaking for myself at least. It's like not a life-changing amount of money, but it, it could like put you in a trajectory to do something or you can go on like a really dope vacation mm-hmm. or you can just buy a bunch of bud and smoke it all. <laughs> um, what would you do if you woke up with like an extra $8,000 in your checking account tomorrow? Um, first pay off some of my bills. That's yes. <laughs> that's what I've been trying to pay down for <laughs> yes. a bit, my credit card bill. But um. Yeah, once that's paid off, um, put a little bit, probably like a little bit into savings, like just mm-hmm. save that and then buy some art supplies, film, mm. bulk up on film because those prices keep on going up yeah, every single year. I hear, so I'd I probably hear. buy like a good s- amount of film just <laughs> yeah. to hold just stock me over. Up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Do you travel a lot? Um. A decent amount. Yeah. Um, I mean, when I was a, like a kid, I would travel a lot, um, mostly because my dad's from Italy. Mm-hmm. And so we would travel back to see family like every summer. Um, and then when I was like, once I started to get older, it kind of like spread out a bit. Sure. Like, um, but yeah, so I've been to like Italy and then um, went to Cuba twice. Oh, Cuba's dope. Um, I went in 2020. I went right before the pandemic hit. Oh, same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah? <laughs> well, I went uh, end of 2019 into 2020. So I was, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there for actually a, f- a photo project. Um, nice. I was there like December 20th until like January 16th or something like that. Okay, yeah. I went like right in March. It was really like I remember getting back and two weeks later like the world shut down. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like literally right before. Did you go to the to Fabrica de Arte? I did. That's like the best yeah, fucking. So that's fun. the craziest <laughs> venue slash like gallery. I talked like about it here. Club, the club, like, <laughs> I couldn't. I was like, my mind was blown. Like, I couldn't yeah. believe it. Like, what were you? Were you just shooting out there? Did you like? Did you do any like sightseeing? Did you? Were you like more in touch with the locals there? Or? 
Um, a little bit of all of that. Yeah, um, yeah. So I went there through a travel grant that I got through my school. Um, connected with this group called E Abroad, mm-hmm. and they put me in contact with um one of their travel guides, Ron, who was also interested in photography. Um, so he basically traveled with me for the whole entire month, and um, I really got to credit him to like the the reason why my I think my oh photographs. Oh no, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Ooh. I don't know what happened, but we lost like the last 10 minutes of audio. (laughs) I'll fix it. I'll figure it out. Sorry. Continue. There's always (laughs) something with this fucking show. Always something. (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, But yeah, I I have to really credit him to kind of why I was able to make the photographs I was able to make because Mm -hmm. um, basically like everywhere I travel to um, that he came with me with, like I was meeting his friends, family, so a lot of my photographs are like very like intimate and personal um mm-hmm. because I was able to form relationships with people and nice. I was there for like a long like a month and yeah, each yeah, yeah. spot I was there for at least like a week sometimes two um and yeah it was mostly it was a lot of photographing like we'd I'd spend like the day walking around he would kind of tell me like some history like he knows like like he studied so much history for about Cuba and um knew a lot just from his studies but also just you know living there Mm -hmm. um so he would show me different places and we just walk around i'd sometimes like photograph locals walking around and um but then like we'd also have like days where i would like just breaks because like when you're like doing a long project like that or just like constantly moving like you need like the casual day and i wanted to just like enjoy like the country that I was in. So yeah, yeah. Whether we went to like the pool or the beach or um, going to like some galleries and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, or just like hang out, visiting yeah, the yeah. family. Like it was, it was awesome. Like I got to spend Christmas with him and his family and then New Year's Eve, which was a really awesome experience. Um, just like learning about like that culture and mm. how they kind of did New Year's Eve. Um, mm. And walking around like so like in cuba like they have like they all like roast pigs for new year's eve Mm -hmm. and like if you were able to roast a pig that showed kind of like you had good luck and from the year and you were prosperous and all that and like we spent the whole night um we went to his aunt's house um we were in santiago and we they lived like a little bit outside of the main city and we went there for new year's eve Mm -hmm. and um, the ho- like up until like midnight, um, cause there it's like you spend up until midnight mm-hmm. with family. Yeah, yeah. Whereas like growing up, like I'd be like, bye, right, right. To my family <laughs> I'm out like, of here. Yeah, I'm going Facts. out with my friends for the night. Um, so like you're with the family up until midnight basically, and then all the kids go out and to the clubs. Yeah, yeah. Stay out until like four, five, six a.m. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we were like going to all of his like aunts and uncles and cousins house and just every place we'd go to it'd be like pork rice beans like we'd mm. just be getting fed and yeah like yeah so yeah food so i was like like we both about at the end of the night we were like i don't think i'm gonna be able to eat pork for the rest of this right <laughs> right um but no it was it was uh, like amazing and actually one of my favorite photographs i took that night of um it's like you're looking kind of like down this alley and it's like pretty dark but then it's like this spotlight of these people like around like a fire roasting a pig mm-hmm. um 
And that was taken on this camera here. Which oh, the, the beauty. Yeah. <laughs> We've got to give it a name before this episode ends. <laughs> give her a name, my fault. Um, but yeah, it was it was a really like fun and great experience. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, I went through. Um, I went through my friend. He was like, he curates some trips through like this company. He's been trying. He's been t- he takes breaks here and there, but this was like kind of his big one. So we went like with the group, and he would study abroad there. And he's a skater, so, like, he got, like, really in touch with the skating community there. And, like, and so we literally just, we stayed at this uh, this lady's house. Um, who she, that's what she does. Like, she, uh, like, hosts people at her house. Like, she has, like, a bunch of beds and stuff. But you're also, it's, like, also a very local feel. Like, I got to, I'm not a skater by any means, but, like, there was one day where it's, like, half the group split up and went to the beach. And half went to, like, go skate at, like, this, like, this, like, DIY spot. And I chose to go to the DIY spot just because, and it was like such an amazing experience, just like seeing, like you with like seventy other people, like from like ages seven to like some of the best skaters in the world too, um, and yeah, it was amazing. And then like we went to the Fabrica the first night and the last night, and like my mind was blown. And then we did some touristy stuff, like we spent like three days in Vinales, okay, yeah. um. In like this really dope Airbnb, we did like a cigar tour. We did you know, like road horses and stuff, and it was really cool. Um, but that's like, yeah, I think Cuba might be one of my favorite spots. I've, I I haven't traveled too much. Like I've been to DR. One thing that was really cool about it um, was the fact that because I'm Dominican, mm-hmm. and you know, there's like a lot of, you know, DR is a great. It's a great place with great people, but like you have to be careful. Yeah, in the evening sometimes and like in terms of like being safe and and things like that and like he was just wasn't like that i remember talking to you know one of the friends like one of my friends that i made out like that i met out there because we just walked home from the uh from fabric on the last night it was like 3 a.m and i'm like you're like is like are we good like <laughs> like are we we're not gonna get like jumped or nothing like that he's like nah it's like that that doesn't like happen here and it was like a 25 minute walk and it was like you know you know, back streets and stuff like that. And it's just like, that's, it's like Cuba's like completely safe, mm-hmm. um, which was like refreshing. Um, and not that D, like DR, you just, with Dominican Republic, I think, I've never been to Puerto Rico, but I hear the same thing. It's like, you have to be a little bit safer, like Mexico too. I haven't been to Mexico, but it's just like from stuff I've heard, you know, yeah. and I've only really experienced it in the Dominican Republic. But um, yeah, where where would you like, Where would the, where's like your next destination? Like, do you have... I really want to go to Mexico City. I've heard a lot of good things about Mexico City. I heard it's like the best food in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you have like a destination that you'd like want to go. Yeah, so actually, uh, right now, me and my boyfriend are planning a trip to Guatemala in like nice, the yeah. August. Um, yeah, yeah. Go on like a little vacation stuff. But I'm I'm gonna bring one of my cameras. Maybe yeah. not that one, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'm excited for that. I've been like starting to. I'm like the trip planner. Like that's like sure, yeah, I'm yeah. Always the one planning. He's just like, I'm just gonna sit back. Right. So I've been planning that one. So nice. Seems like it's gonna be fun. Do you just like um? Do you take a lot of portraits? I feel like yeah. You yeah yeah yeah. That's I've like seen mostly what I do. Yeah, that's yeah. mostly what you do. Do you are you like very? Do you go up to people on the street and be like, can I take your picture quick? Because um. I we I went with the <laughs> photographer to Cuba. And he's like, it was like almost like, damn, like the con- like he would be like, let me take your picture real quick. And like, it's funny you come with like an energy, and like there's just so open to it. I don't know if that's if you do that a lot or if like, no, I'm bad at that. You're bad I'm at not, that. Like I'm, I'm a little bad. I'm more like, hey, 
can I take your picture? Right, right, right. <laughs> um, which I got more comfortable with when I was in Cuba. Um, but yeah, I I never like. I gotta show you his work after this too. Yeah. I'm gonna send you his page. He's great. I think I yeah. actually like when I was looking at your other podcast. I think I saw one of. I think I saw your episode with him. Yeah, yeah. Alex Gagne. Yeah. Are you familiar with him at all? Um, I wasn't until like I kind of okay, saw yeah, yeah. podcast, but um, his work looks really cool. Yeah, um, yeah, he does a lot of portraits. He took like some phenomenal photos in in um in Cuba while we were there. Um, and then like and then he takes a lot of uh like he does a lot of work for like baseball teams. It's really dope. He actually was in the Dominican Republic and he was in like you know baseball's huge there and like you know he was walking in the field taking pictures of players and it's like in my head I'm like I'm a huge baseball fan mm -hmm. so I'm like oh my god like he's like living the dream right now like this is crazy but yeah he's he's great yeah um next question what what scares you the most um it could be like a really existential thing or you can just be like I don't know snakes alligators whatever <laughs> you want I'm scared of snakes I, I was I'm like terrified of snakes. I, I fucking hate snakes <laughs> so much. Um, I mean, I guess like almost like everyone failure in a way. Sure. Definitely like failing or um, not like not reaching like the potential like I want for myself. I guess. Sure. That's Do you feel like it's more like failing, but also feeling like? Like you're trying really hard and failing too. Almost, I feel like I feel like so. Th I I feel the same way. I feel like with me, especially in the last three years, um, I've, what I'm scared of is just like nothing, like just like running in place, basically. Mm -hmm. I think that's like and that's that's the failure I think of. I think like more like knowing I could have done more. Sure. Um, and then it just like not working out. Um, which like pushes me to kind of be like, like you got to do as much as you can. Like you got to, right, get it done and work. Which is hard sometimes because I like to procrastinate sometimes. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> and um, but yeah, I think yeah, and just looking back and realizing like, oh, I like it could have happened yeah. if I just did it. Like, do you feel like you have like pro uh, like trouble relaxing in that sense? And you talked about a little bit earlier how like you like you know you're you're kind of always grinding, but like sometimes you get burnt out. Sometimes you you have to take a break. Like, do you feel do you I I felt I feel like that like I felt like that more with this than anything else. Especially it's like damn like I'm sitting here doing this like I could be editing or I could be you know preparing the next episode or talking yeah. to people, um, and that kind of goes back to the fact that like it's okay to rest and like take a break from stuff. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like it's hard? Like, are you still? Is that something that you're working on, or something that you that's like in the forefront of your mind a little bit at least? Yeah, I've definitely been trying to take more time to like, like truly relax. Like, right, I right. Think, oh, sometimes like I'll think I'm relaxing, but it's like you know I'm on my phone. Right. I'm not like, like it seems like I'm relaxing. Sure. In a way, but in in my mind, I'm just like that's more like procrastination procrastination in a way mm -hmm. and i'm not actually like relaxing my mind like i could like right just, like like what i've been really wanting to do recently is which is part of like this like the guatemala trip is like get back into nature like i mm -hmm. growing up in nk and like being around the beach all the time mm -hmm. and like the woods like i was just like always in nature like mm -hmm. when i was a kid i was like 
climbing up trees. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, always outside. Um, mostly, like, my mom, because I was a little crazy child, and she was like, go outside. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but um, I think, like, that's, like, one thing, like, about Providence. And I love Rhode Island because it's, like, you can just drive out and go, like, somewhere. Yeah, we have a little bit. We have, like, a little bit of everything um, in Rhode Island, which is amazing. But I think, like, living in the city has definitely, like, like, I used to be able to just, like, go out, like, side and, like, go right to something. And it's a little bit different here in the city. So mm-hmm. I think trying to reconnect with, like, nature um, is something that I'm, like, especially now with the warmer days, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I try to be doing more. Because that's, like, I think where I, like, really relax. Yeah. I'm, like, outside doing something. Awesome. Who brings out the best in you? And... On that same coin, who or what brings out the worst in you? Now, you don't have to throw anybody under the bus, <laughs> but you can if you want. If we want to spill some tea here, I'm, I'm open for it. <laughs> I don't know who, if anyone brings out the worst in me. Maybe my sister sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I think fam- um, family usually always takes the cake on that. Yeah. yeah. Um, even though I love you, Francesca, I love you. <laughs> um, but... The best, um, right now I'm going to have to say my boyfriend. Nice, yeah. I think ever since, like, we've been dating for, like, a year or so now. um, And he's definitely been the one to, like, kind of push me to, to, like, do the best and be the best. And always, like, supporting me. And has been there, like, at every single art thing that I've been doing. And, um, and I always, I always see him grinding and, like, doing his thing and so that makes me want to do my thing and like right. do better and like so yeah i'll have to give it to him shout out to <laughs> that yeah great answer um and what's one resolution you have for 20 a goal resolution something you're working on whatever it is for this year and where are you at with it um reading more books and gaining more knowledge yes that's like my big 2023 like um like understanding more of like like philosophy and like the the background to art and really getting like a better like a more foundation of like mm. art history or yeah, art yeah. theory and um yeah that's like something and like also um uh fine-tuning like my learning different languages like mm. i speak a, like a good amount of italian like i grew up learning italian mm-hmm. and under, i understand it speaking is like so so mm-hmm. and same with like spanish speaking is so 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 like mm. i really want to like get a little more fluent in speaking other languages too. Yeah, see me more. Yeah, there we <laughs> go. Um, awesome. Well, Kat, it's been a pleasure having you on. Thank you. Um, thank you so much. You're doing like really good things out here in Providence and I'm really psyched for it. I am right now going to, uh, I'm going through this like homage to Providence right now, a little run and that's, and, and you're fitting into that really great right now which and that's why i appreciate you coming i appreciate your time um this isn't gonna drop for like two weeks from monday but if you have anything you want to shout out plug anybody you want to shout out anything right now now is you have the floor go for okay. it um uh, well follow me forex five junkie yep. websites katarina um and if you're a young artist in new england Submit to the open call. Um, That's right. Deadlines May 26th. It's going to be pretty great. And if you're a spray painter or mural artist, that definitely apply because we have these big panels that you get to work on. So 
We're looking for some muralists. Awesome. Hell yeah. Um, pleasure having you on. Until yeah, next you. time, you dirtbags. <laughs> Holla. Bye. Awesome.